ahead. Warning, this show is a put together by morons. Listen if you want, I don't give a shit. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a day that ends in Y, and it's time for Y's Cracking with Winter. I, of course, am Mike Winter, your host with the most. I'm sure you were a little down about no picks on the last episode, but hey, don't worry, don't worry, don't you fret for a single second. Take a deep breath, because we're going to pick the games right now. I've got... Producer slash political Paul, and yeah, well, that would that would have worked out for the Raiders last night. But. And Justin, who are not listening to me, but have been bitching that I didn't start the show on time. Boys, are you there? Yeah, we're here. Well, welcome back to the big show. What did we miss? Well, we didn't miss anything. I uh, I started the show. I brought you on and. Here we are, fresh oh, this, and ready. Is thing on? Yeah, the thing is on. Am I on the air? Yes, you are Hello? on the air. Am, Am I on, on the air? air? This is Paul from Indianapolis. You're I wanted to talk bastard. to Mike about football. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead with your uh, question, caller. Oh, I'm on the air? Hey, did you watch the, uh, the, watch the game last night? Uh, Baker I Mayfield starring as Tom Brady. I did not watch the game last night because I had no interest in watching Rams football. Justin, did you watch the game last night? I want to talk about something important besides Baker Mayfield. That's Cranky Yankees. We're not getting into Cranky Yankee corn dogs yet. Justin, did you watch the game last night? Yeah, I don't want to talk about Baker Mayfield because he sucks. It's by far the best he's going to look. For the Rams or any other team ever. Well, Paul, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, Paul, you watched the game. <clears throat> I did. What, hap- what happened? Uh, all my money went bye-bye in the last three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was uh, the- Go ahead. What- I had the Raiders, and I had the under 32 that was looking really good. And it all disappeared, poof, with the Raiders playing up on the line of scrimmage and Van Jefferson running past the cornerback when the only thing that could hurt the Raiders was a touchdown. So Baker Mayfield smashed your cock on the rocks. Uh, Baker Mayfield and I did not have any actual physical contact, (laughs) but he did do some dirty things to the Raiders. Kind of sounds like he, uh, you had a little bit of physical contact with old Baker Mayfield because he, he uh, stuck his hand in your back pocket, took your wallet out, took the cash, and shoved it right down the front of his pants. It made you look like an well, ass. I don't, I mean, unless you're saying he bet on his team, I don't think he got my money. Oh, he got your money. Justin, did okay. you bet on that game? Yeah, we can bet that I'm not going to watch Baker Mayfield anymore. (laughs) 
Well, Rams fans certainly seem to like him. I mean, Paul's not a Giant fan, but uh, I think the L.A. Rams fans. Do the Rams even have their pick? That's the question mark. What do you mean have their pick? Do you, did they trade their pick for? Well, did they have their first round pick this year, or are they still giving it to the uh, the to some other team because they've given away all their first round picks? I think that'd be a better question for Paul. Paul, I don't know. <laughs> I don't so, know. So if they just, have their first round pick. I guess that would make the fans happy to win a game. I guess. I guess so. See, I don't, I don't keep track of draft picks because I unsuccessfully bet on what's going to happen this week and the remainder of the season, but not on what's going to happen next year. I don't well, worry about all that. Money you can you can look on look forward to losing more money, you know, with with bad players in the future too. Right. I don't think they take bets on who's going to win next year, though. Oh, they they, they take yeah. bets on who gets drafted where though in the draft. Uh huh. They do. Yeah. What degenerate is making that fucking bet in Las Vegas? <laughs> is there a degenerate? A lot of them are making. A lot, a lot of them are making those bets in Indiana. <laughs> Dude, you're not a degenerate until you have the coin toss. Who's going to win it in your parlay? Then you're a true de- degenerate. Yeah. Speaking of the de- speaking of degenerates. Just 10. So you're on your way to St. Cloud for a record third weekend in a row? Yeah, it's a Friday night at, uh, what, about 8, 8.15 here. Putting out 150 miles uh, so I can go show homes tomorrow. Have you made a sale yet? I just closed on a property last week, last Friday, a week ago. Congratulations. Yeah, I had to save somebody's deal because there was another real estate agent that didn't know or asked while on the ground. Well, you know, they That's probably... Funny. You don't run into that very often. <laughs> no, I never. And there are always the people that people migrate to first. Well, we're all proud to be here at the big show. I mean, that's all I can say. I'm guessing this other real estate agent, uh, more than likely, like most real, a- real estate agents... Went out and uh, bought some, bought a few boxes of cereal, and then flipped that box over as they were sitting there munching away, and noticed the ad on the back for, "Hey, do you want to be a real estate agent? All you got to do is clip this coupon on the back of the box, kids, and mail it on in with three dollars and fifty cents to the real estate association, and become a realtor." Well, the next time your dad brings home cereal, maybe you should cut that out of the box. And come up out of the basement so you can join the group. What kind of prize inside the box do you get? Is it some kind of a secret realtor membership ring that you can wear? That's right. That means you're intelligent. I'm guessing uh, it's a cock ring for you, right, Justin? What's that? Do you run around with a real st- uh, with a realtor's cock ring on all day long? What are you talking about? I get a big R tattooed on my chest. So I unbutton my shirt, let the Harrys go, put a little chain around it, a little bling. I got it. You bought that with that one commission you got this year? <laughs> how many How many commissions is it for you yet this year, Justin? I can't even count that high. It's more than my fingers. So did nine of your fingers get blown off in some kind of fireworks accident? So you just got the one finger and we're at one? 
Well, I've got one finger for you, that's for sure. Number one. <laughs> well, hey, good luck with that big sale up there in uh, St. Cloud. Hey, you can't count it because I still got three more months worth of work after I get in the house. It sounds like you, you're like the reluctant realtor. I got a friend of mine that's a, kind of a reluctant lawyer. That would be Richie Barrister. You're kind of the reluctant realtor. Well, yeah, you know, it's not as glamorous as those shows make it seem. I haven't seen a single show where it's made to be glamorous. Paul? They make it look more glamorous than it is, so we'll just say that. Yeah, it's called HGTV, dude. Oh, right, those uh, makeover shows where they're buying these houses for a song and then they go in there with a sledgehammer, a, a bucket of paint and some big ideas and... They're flipping that house and making fifty, sixty thousand in profit, right? They're not. But uh, the fix it or flip it, what isn't that one where they have somebody re- remodel the house or they buy a new house? One thing, Lo- love it or list it. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm sure you two knobs are big fans of those shows. I mean, is that any of that based in reality? Could somebody that just Cuts off a ad on the back of a cereal box. Go out and buy one of those homes and and paint it up a little bit and make some money. Yeah, no, um, it is definitely based in reality because people do buy homes. What they show you is a bunch <laughs> of shit. They're telling you half the prices um, what, of what it costs unless they're getting it work free because people want to be on TV as a contractor. But yeah, Paul, do you concur? Uh, yeah, somewhat, yeah. Yeah, there's certainly some of that. Oh, by the way, when you paint your house, it doesn't elevate the value $12,000 either. It doesn't? (laughs) No. But, you know, have you ever seen uh, My Lottery Dream Home? Yes. Yeah, so much like, you know, regular... Much like regular people, like, you know, they go out and they get shown three houses. And then after they get done seeing the three, they just pick one and then they I buy it. No, isn't it? That's how it always works, right? You just oh, show people sure. three houses and you say, okay, which one do you want? Pick one. Exactly. No, I've, I've never shown people houses for two years because they can't make up their mind and then fired them and not made, made, made a send down. Well, you guys are two of the least optimistic realtors I've ever spoken to on this show. You know? I mean, what do you mean? Real life. There's never, been a, there's never been a better time to sell or buy a house, Mike. Really? Yeah. Haven't you heard? I, I, I've heard that uh, the interest rates have gone up, so nobody wants to go out and get a home loan. No, it's the perfect time to buy. There's less competition. You can get what you want. <laughs> right. Interest rates just drop. You can negotiate. Uh, sellers are freaking out because they want to buy their kids Christmas gifts and shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So have you guys been uh, watching the uh, FIFA tournament at all? No, not at all. Not in the least. What tournament? Uh, the FIFA World Cup. Oh, by the way, did the United States ever win a game in that thing? We 
we did. We won one game and then got knocked out the next game by the filthy Dutch. Scored oh a goal. How many how many goals did they score in all of the four games they played? One. One. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is one. One is the correct answer. Oh, that's they played. What is that? That's six six hours of running around chasing the ball to score one goal. <laughs> that is exciting. It is action. That sounds action. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> what were you going to say, Justin? Isn't it more than six hours? Because it was four games. Yeah, they play ninety minutes a game. I think. I think Mike, you're the you're the resident soccer expert. I'm man. not a soccer expert. Uh, just a, you played. A, you played how many years in middle school? I played a total of three years. Well, how many how many minutes did you play per game? I played a lot. I played a lot of defense. So, um, I think each game is ninety minutes. Well, there you go. Plus, ninety minutes times four. So we just go 100 minutes. All right. Well, six hours plus a, plus a little extra time for one goal. That's, that's a, you know, they, they flew a lot of people like halfway around the world to play six hours of soccer and score one goal. <laughs> With no beer. Now imagine being a fan going all the way to Qatar, um, thinking that you're going to have a great time watch all these soccer games because that's what you're into, pound down some Budweiser's or whatever you're into drinking, only to have the Qatar government tell you at the last minute, uh, no, you're not going to be drinking anything at all. All these games are going to be dry because those are our rules. Also, How would you also like you're, that? There, you're, you're there as a man. You're not allowed to drink beer, and you also can't have sex with other men. You forgot that. Number one reason why Justin did not go to the well, World exactly. Cup. Exactly. You know what, Justin? That's not. It's not fair and it's not funny that you were not able to. To. Hey, Mike. I just sleep with whoever pays me the most. So. <laughs> so if you know, given, so if given the opportunity, there, they pay a lot. What What did you say? Those shakes out there, they pay a lot. The shakes, the shakes. Yeah. The shakes pay a lot? Yeah. I don't think you'd be paid at all. Paul, you're a pretty uh, worldly guy. What can you tell us about what's going on in the news? Should we cover anything in the news before we get to the football picks? Um. Well, you know, in the world of politics, the, the big news is that... Uh, De- former Democratic Senator Kirsten Cinema from Arizona has decided she's not going to be a Democrat anymore. She's now registered as an independent shockwave sent through the, the political punditry world. Well, how did the Democrats cheat that election then? I don't think they I'm did. I'm not sure I understand that question. Yeah, I don't understand it either, but that's nothing new. Do you, do you want to... <laughs> Explain the question a little bit, Justin. Well, the, the Democrats stuffed the ballot box and cheat for the Democrats win. Well, the Democrat won, and then the Democrat changed affiliations. How do they? How do you stop that? If you're voting. I don't think you can stop that one. 
that's my point, you know. I guess you could pass a law and say that if you're elected as a member of a party, you're required to stay in the party. So but if the Democrats stuff the ballot seems box, to go against freedom. When you can't switch your party. I like it. Maybe. So you're saying if they don't stuff the ballot box, then it would be okay? Or no? No, what I'm saying is if, if the Democrats cheat and get, put you in, oh, I just hit a deer or a person on the interstate or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't nothing left. I saw red and yellow smush and barely made a bump with the vehicle. Yeah. So. Mike, you want to weigh in on that? About her becoming an independent? No, I just wonder if you need to call 911 to report a hit Let, and run. Let's get to the, the super major news for the week. The super major news? Okay, Justin, we're going to give you an opportunity here. What is the super major news? Well, the super major news is that um, Mr., uh, you know, if, you were, if you're in the armed forces... Uh, the United States truly doesn't care about you because you're worth truly nothing. You're going to do you the mission that they tell you to, and then they'll leave you right in the Russian prison in favor of swapping an arms dealer for a shitty Pastor Prime, never was really even decent, Brittany Grinder. <laughs> Mike, you like a good grinder, don't you? Uh, who doesn't love sitting on the phone and looking at a good grinder for a couple hours um yeah i'm talking about sandwiches but oh sandwiches grinder is going to chippendales and paying for that dance the grinder so i think what justin is telling you is that that he believes that uh the guy named whelan who's in a russian prison was actually guilty of espionage as charged by the russians because he was working for our government. Okay, I'll take this one. I'll take this one. Um, I'm going to get a reference back to something that Justin's hero, Donald Trump, said. And, he, you know, Donald Trump did not like losers. I hate losers. I hate losers. And he used to refer to uh, McCain as a loser because he got caught during the Vietnam War and he was a POW, right? He was a loser. Right. So now this guy got caught. I'm assuming he was over there doing whatever while Trump was president, if I'm not mistaken. So Trump regards this guy as a loser, loser with a capital L, and just decided to leave him there. And then when Joe Biden takes over, you know, I'm guessing that the Russians were asking for too much in return for this Marine to come home while they were willing to settle for some uh, Rudy Poot ragamuffin arms dealer for uh, Brittany Grinder, uh, I don't know what they wanted for this Marine. I think the, I think the specific Donald Trump quote you were looking for is my heroes are the ones that don't get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's well, the true. one. That's the guy Justin voted for, right, Justin? Well, that is true. So then what do you care if we leave the Marine over there? He's a loser, right? No, my point is is that um, what, what our government just said is if we send you in to do a job, we don't care about you. We'll let you sit there. But lo and behold, if 
a washed up WNBA player knows that she's breaking law and she's going to go to jail in Russia, eh, um, I don't care. We'll just make sure that uh, an, uh, an arms dealer, a really bad guy, goes free because of me. Ooh, that's pretty pretty scathing, political Paul. You're gonna have to put your political hat on here and uh, take a side here. So, what do you so, think of the deal? So the reality is that uh, I mean, you know, the deal is is a tough one as far as whether to say is it fair or not to trade a convicted arms dealer for a basketball player, but. Um, it is fair to note that the arms dealer had already served 11 years in prison. Um, and as far as uh, Mr. Whelan goes, I, I doubt that he was actually working for the U.S. government over in Russia because he was a former Marine and he was actually dishonorably discharged for trying to steal $10,000 from the U.S. government. So, you know... I could be wrong, but I really don't think that the government is going to trust a guy who tried to steal from the government and then send him over to Russia to act as a spy. Bing, bang, so, bang. Now that doesn't mean, that's, that's not to say that, of course, we shouldn't be working to try to get him back, because uh, it, it sounds like he's not actually guilty of espionage. But, you know, I mean, when you have a choice between, hey, we can trade this guy who's already been in prison for 11 years who probably isn't a, a real immediate threat to anybody since he's been locked away and cut off from his his uh, criminal element contacts for the last 11 years uh, versus getting nobody back. I mean, you know, I'm not going to question it too much. Right. They all should have just rotted in jail and served their sentences, my personal opinion. Hey, Justin, you didn't know any of that, did you? Got to speak up, Mike, again. Barely hear you. <clears throat> okay, I'm sorry. Justin, you did not know any of what Paul just said, did you? You did not know that he stole $10,000. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, Call the black op. No, but did you know it? Cover story, yes. You, then why didn't you mention that when you were when you started spouting off That's about why it? Trump, Trumpy Trumpster said, uh, "No, well, you didn't know anything. You didn't know any of that. You saw Marine in jail in Russia, and that's all you knew. Dude, Be honest. Don't lie to me. That's all you knew, right? Dude, Marine in Russia equals double agent." How about Marine in Russia equals fucking vacation? I mean, we don't know that he's over there spying on anybody. Oh, just like Brittany Grinder. Okay, what? No, she's just a pothead basketball player. The Marine she, stole. She's a agent. She wanted to see what the, what it was like in a Russian female prison. The Marine stole from us. Why would you think the U.S. government is going to hire him to be a spy? That's what they always say so that they can okay. just so you can become a spy. So all you saw was Marine doesn't get to go home. Brittany Griner does get what? to go home. Haven't you ever watched Archer? No, dude. It's a shitty cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> to be a double agent, they 
have to uh, put a black mark He's not on a you. double agent, dude. He's just a fucking dildo. He's some guy that got caught stealing. I appreciate I appreciate the fact that he was a Marine and served his country. Okay, okay. Thank Regardless you. of that, that fact, we should have got somebody better than Brittany Grinder. Why? If we were going to do anything at all. Why and even get... Like I said, let them all rot. Why, you get, why even get either one of them fucking back? Why? They're both fucking lawbreakers. Why not just leave them there? Grinder was well, smoking weed. That's what I said. And the other guy, who the fuck knows what he was up to? He, I mean, he's not opposed to stealing. So I don't know what he was up to in Russia when they fucking caught him. Maybe he was going to steal a Russian mail-order bride. Maybe he was just over there fucking spying for somebody and got fucking caught. Maybe he's guilty. Maybe he deserves to be sitting in a fucking gulag. We don't know Maybe that. $10,000 and then uh, it was, it's, you had a much better exchange rate in Russia. You are the fucking embodiment of every stupid American, Justin. You are. Because wow. you didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He doesn't fucking know the facts of anything. All he saw was Marine doesn't get to go home. Basketball player, basketball player does get to go home. And that's what it, all these mega people fucking see. Am I wrong? Or am I fucking right? Well, Paul? I don't know. <coughs> so what? Right about that. Right about what? Right about all of it? Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> I read a story today about Paul Whelan. I should have remembered the name Paul, you'd think, wouldn't you? <laughs> but uh, I, I read a story from a couple of years ago, shortly after he was convicted, that talked about how he ended up in Russia. And apparently he uh, he just liked to go travel there and met a lot of people there and was making friends there, it sounded like. And he was just kind of into meeting people and learning about Russia and made a bunch of friends that were in the Russian military. Uh huh. And, and he was on like a Russian social media <clears throat> or like, yeah, I don't know, social media or personal site or something, meeting people. Uh huh. But <clears throat> the, the Russians might've thought it was suspicious because he was making friends with a lot of guys and not, uh, not maybe what the typical American guy would do. Well, this guy, I mean, he's American, but interestingly, he's got four uh, citizenships because he was born in Canada, I believe, yep. to uh, British, British parents. And, yeah, somehow also has Irish citizenship. So I didn't even know you could be a citizen of four countries, to be honest. I thought, like, you had to give up citizenship sometimes when you, like, moved to a new country and became a citizen there. But shows what I know. But yeah, the, the story was suggesting that maybe the fact that he struck up all these friendships with uh, people in the Russian military, a couple of them were even like FSB agents, that that just either gave somebody in Russian intelligence the wrong idea that he was, that he could be involved in espionage, or it just gave them the opportunity to, as is alleged, plant evidence on him. And then say, look, he's making contact with all these uh, Russian military people, so he must be, you know, easy for them to make a case to say, yeah, he's guilty. When hey, really, he was just get ready to get fired up here. Hmm. Well, if the cover story works once, it'll work twice. That sounds exactly like Oswald. Paul. 
Who's uh, Patton Oswald? What? Are you talking about Lee Harvey Oswald? Yes. Oh, he was a double agent. He fell in love with Cuba. He met some people, blah, blah, blah. blah. Exact same story. Exact same? Except for the $10,000. But the cover story about, you know. But that was exactly the same. Except for what they ultimately wound up doing. But, yeah. Paul? Well... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not an expert on uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. I'm I'm more of a Patton Oswald man myself. But uh, you know, certainly one could question the official story with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. And I think there's still some of the JFK documents that haven't been fully released. So I'm not uh, you know subscribing to any specific conspiracies there, but. I do think we may not have been told the entire truth. That's I'm not either. That's probably a fair statement. That's basically the Lee Harvey Oswald story. Military man, oh, I like the Cuban culture, blah, 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 the communists, blah, 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 went over there, like met some people, blah, blah, blah. Basically the same outline. Yeah. Yeah, so either they both uh, were just interested in, in exploring and learning about different cultures, traveling the world. Or they both had, uh, as you say, cover stories. Or one of each. Uh, If one doesn't doesn't necessarily mean the other has to be true. Correct. Regardless. What's your take, Mike? I gave it. You did? On Lee Harvey Oswald? Lee Harvey Oswald. Was was he just a patsy, or did he act on his own? Um... Based on everything I've seen and read, I'm going to guess, this is a guess, that he was not a patsy. He was there to kill the president. He did take a shot, but he did not act alone. I think there was help. For sure. That's what I believe. We need to make a wager on that for sometime down no, the future. No, we really don't. We really don't. Because it was like 50 years ago. So when, we, it's so been when done. the truth finally comes out? Yeah, we really don't. Dude, that's supposed to be a transition to get to get us to the betting. Uh, this is, yeah. Then this is the worst transition of all fucking time then. I mean, <laughs> who's going to make a bet on that? You're, you're never going to get an answer. You're never. Well, that's the best part. You never have to pay up. Hell yeah. Yeah. When the when the Oliver Stone sequel comes out, maybe we'll get the definitive answers. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I I, I don't care, but I, I do think we need to, we need to shift gears because I don't want this to turn into some kind of conspiracy podcast. Lord knows there's enough of those. I'm sure Justin could name five hey, or six watch of them. That or the aliens will come get you. I'm sure you could name five or six great um, conspiracy theory podcasts that you listen to off the top of your head. But we need to get to the commercials. So You know, if you did a conspiracy theory podcast, you might be able to get former governor Jesse Ventura on though. Oh dude, look at that. that. Yeah, I'm sure I could do that. But let's talk about cranky Yankee corn dogs. Um they All are right. the very famous delicious taste temptations of the emerald isle since 
two thousand and what year, Paul? Do you have the website up in front of you? <laughs> Uh, somewhere in the early 21st century. Somewhere in the early 21st century, uh, Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs has been there providing a delicious taste treat for anybody willing to try a corn dog. And now the great news is that you can get Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs here in the great United States of America. That's right. You just go to corndogs.ie. That is their website, and you uh, fill out their form, and you can get a bag of Cranky Yankee Corn Dog mix sent right to your right to your home here in the great United States of America. Eleven years strong. Eleven years of making great memories at fairs and sending stuff through the mail. Um, and you I've, can also you can also order a nice mustard yellow T-shirt. Yes. Mustard yellow or brown, Paul? I still have your brown shirt that I'm going to mail well, out. Well, the, the ketchup red and the burnt bun brown are currently out of stock. Son of a bitch. I'm sure they'll be back in stock soon. But for now, you can get the mustard yellow shirt, which I'm sure is the, you would think it'd have to be their most popular. That's the one I got. I mean, I put a post up on Facebook today advertising the last episode I did with Victoria. And I'm wearing the cranky Yankee shirt. Did you ever see that, Paul? No, I don't go on Facebook much. Why don't you pull up my profile quick so you can see the cranky Yankee shirt? Or, or I'm sure, actually, there's probably a picture of it on the website anyway. Well, there? there are. I'm looking oh, okay. at those right now. Oh, okay. Do you eat relish on cranky Yankees or not? I don't. I don't think it's going to improve it to see you in it. <laughs> But yeah, you can get yourself a cranky Yankee shirt. How much are those shirts? They're twenty pounds. So what is that in American? Twenty two dollars. Wait, are those euros? Twenty pounds. Who'd want to wear a shirt that weighs twenty pounds? <laughs> or they're euros. I'm not sure. Let's just say they're euros. Does Ireland use the euro? Yeah, I think every European country accepts the euro. They're both. So what's the conversion rate? That's like what? $22 American, 23. Uh it's yeah, it's even less than that. We're uh we're a dollar 5 to 1 euro. So that's like that's exactly $21. That is a great deal. And Justin, you can buy yourself like a a triple XL and wear it as a nightshirt to bed. Dude, I can't fit into a triple XL. You can't? Oh, they got 4Xs, 5Xs. <laughs> I think maybe you could get a 5XL, yeah. You'd have to probably write the owner of the company and convince him. I want it to look like relish. I want it to be green, though. (laughs) Whoa. They currently only have large available. Is that it? Yeah, they must be on back order. They must be flying off of the proverbial shelves since we talk about them so much. And they just can't keep up. I just saw a guy go in the ditch. Total moron. Nah, nah, nah. His lights on. Speeding. Ditch bound. Just glad he didn't come out and hit me. He almost came out of the ditch. Exciting stuff there up there on uh, I-94. That is exciting. Hey, you're correct. Hey, if you're looking for a DJ or an officiant for your next wedding, look no further than Evolve Entertainment. That's at Evolve Entertain. 
on Facebook. Super easy to find, super quality service. That's Evolve Entertainment. If you're looking for a home in Indianapolis, look no further than Paul Lambie. You know Paul Lambie. He's over there. He's over there at Carpenter Realty. Carpenter Realty, folks. He will be able to buy or sell your home in record time and get you record profits. There's never been a better time to buy or sell or sell <laughs> than right now, right, Paul? You want to explain why? Yeah, I mean, if you're you know if you're trying to buy, I mean, we already touched on it. I mean, it's it's a great time to get out there, less competition. But if you want to sell, you know, you have those really motivated buyers who are out there trying to capitalize on the fact that there's less competition, so they're going to be even more hungry to get into your house. Paul, how do makes they get sense. a hold of you? It, it makes perfect sense to me. How do they get a hold of you? They can get there right on the web. They can go to paullambie.callcarpenter.com. Fantastic. paullambie.callcarpenter.com. Dot com. And, of course, we always want to plug J&J Dynasty, America's number one dynasty fantasy football channel on YouTube hosted by none, none other than Wisecracking with Winter's Just 10. Just 10, do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on on J&J Dynasty this week? I pulled a Mike Winter on him this week. Posted my first video in like uh, two weeks trying my so- uh, different sound and uh, it was awesome. I put an Olympic week uh, 13 uh, caption with Odell Beckham. 50 hits for no content. Gotta love it. Very nice. I think people are checking it out because of wisecracking. But, you know, that's not going to... What's gonna... happening? We're back with J&J's Dynasty. Paul, can you play that one more time? Coming. Wait for it. What's happening? We're back with JJ's Dynasty. All right. Um, Damn, I really sound like Ventura there. Good stuff. That's J&J Dynasty. All right, you guys ready to pick football games? Uh, do we have time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we've got time. My hour Great. and a half trip is almost up. All right, let's fire it up. Let's do a quick recap of week 13. Uh, don't uh, don't adjust your radio or your podcast listening machine or whatever. This, this is not a repeat of last week's episode. I mean, it, the results are kind of a repeat. I know it's hard for the listeners to believe, but yours truly, again, finished dead last. Out of 14 games, that's right, out of 14 games, I selected four correct. I'm, trust me, I, I, I'm holding my head low. I'm bowed in shame. Dude, just then. You did it right, though. You just bet bigger on those games because those were the locks for you. You knew it. Um, yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Just 10 was again in second place. Last week, he had... Well, two weeks ago, he had six correct. This week, he only had five, but still good enough for second place. Five wins, nine losses. And our fearless leader, the wisecracker himself, Michael Winter, 
Seven wins and seven losses. That's almost enough to break even. 500. We're playing at the book. 500, motherfuckers. It means you lost money. You lost the rake. I didn't lose yeah. as much as you two fucking knobs. No, you didn't. A, a quick recap on our on our wisecracking locks. We all took the Giants plus two and a half hosting the Washington Commanders. That was actually a win since uh, the game ended in a tie. I wanted to and, call that one a tie too, but I couldn't <clears> do it in one week. Well, I don't know if we have a rule about that, do we? But but it would be crazy if you did pick two ties. Also, the uh, Tennessee Titans at Philadelphia. Surprisingly, we all took the Titans plus four and a half, and they got blown out by like 25. So not a smart pick. And then we all took the Seattle Seahawks minus seven on the road at the Rams. And although they did win the game, I think they only won by three or four, so they didn't cover. So we were one and two on our locks. Not, not good work. We really need to pick it up. We were one and two the week prior as well. So uh, let that just kind of be the disclaimer for all of you out there, as far as uh, how much you want to, what you want to wager based on our advice. And with that, who's ready to knock out some week fourteen picks? Hey, let's go, man! All right, first up, we've got your Minnesota Vikings traveling to Detroit. And this shocked me when I saw it earlier in the week. Detroit has been a favorite all week. They started out as a one-point favorite. Line actually went to Detroit minus two and a half before settling back in at Detroit minus two. The five and seven Detroit Lions are favored to beat the 10-win and two-loss Minnesota Vikings. Go figure. Mike, will the Vikes cover? God, that's the question, isn't it? Um... This is a real fucking tough one. I don't. This is another game that I don't want to fucking pick. So I, I'm picking. A, I'm picking in fucking protest here. But uh, God damn it, my gut says go with the Lions that they're gonna fucking cover. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vikings okay. fans. I'm sorry to myself, but I think the goddamn Lions are gonna cover. All right. We're putting you down. You heard it here first. Just 10, what say you? Well, I say um, the Vikings never cover, right? That's what. So that's somebody else's line from earlier in the year. Well, let's go with that then. Okay, that's two picks for Detroit. I'm going to tell you, I, I, when I saw this line come out early in the week, I bet on the Vikings. Maybe I'm buying the hype. I just think a team that's ten and two has to be able to beat a team that's five and seven. But uh, the more I've thought about it all week, I've I've gotten a little nervous given that the Vikings only won by what was it four points early in the year when Detroit came to town, and now they're going on the road. Detroit's won a couple in a row. My friend told me that uh, Detroit has the best offensive metrics over the past four weeks, whatever that means. You're but I'm right. sticking. I'm sticking with where I put my money early in the week. I, I'm hoping for the the purple to uh, to come through for me. I'm taking the Vikes plus the two points. Next up, the Battle of Ohio. The Browns travel into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Browns kicked the crap out of the Bengals earlier in the year, surprisingly. Bengals, of course, will be looking for revenge and trying to 
uh, hold on to at least a share of first place in the AFC North. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite are the Bengals. Justin, you're up first. Well, I really like this game. What is the over on this one? The question is, is should we add the over-under um, segment to each game to double up on our time here? But uh, <laughs> the first, the first answer is forty-six and a half. The second answer is no. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we should maybe make it. You have to pick one: the over or the under. Yeah. Um, at any rate, so um, I, I am going to be in the minority on this one. I think. I think that this is going to be a shootout. I think that Watson's going to start coming alive maybe in the, the second quarter, second half, and. Uh, they're going to get a greasy touchdown at the end, and Cleveland's going to be. It's, I'm taking Cleveland. Cleveland's going to be within five. All right. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily uh, see a lot of holes in your analysis. Analysis, excuse me. Except I think uh, Cincinnati is. They're out for uh, revenge in this one, and I think they will win going away. I will lay the five and a half points. Mike? Give me Burrow and the Bengals. They're going to cover for sure. No no deep analysis needed. You got it. I'll, go, I'll take the over 46 and a half on that as well, just for what it's worth. Give me some uh, over next, also. Mike, you want to make it a lock on the over? Sure, why not? All right. Over lock. Next up, the it's New York a regular York circle Jets. jerk. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They head to Orchard Park to take on the Buffalo Bills. AFC East division-leading Buffalo Bills are a 10-point favorite at home. I'm up first. Uh, excuse me. I believe Buffalo pounded somebody last week. I should remember who. Uh, New England, I guess, right, on Thursday. Yeah. So that's why I don't remember. It was more than a week ago. Uh, Ten's a big number. The Jets are, you know, they, they couldn't pull off the victory in Minnesota last week, but I think they at least keep this close. Ten's too many points. I take the Jets. Mike, where are you, where are you at? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I do believe Mr. White and his Jets are going to cover it looked pretty good against Buffalo last week. I was at the game. I got to watch the Jets in person. And I got to say that they're plucky. They're fucking plucky, those Jets. I think they're going to cover. You, did you wear your Joe Namath jersey? I did not. I did not. What did you wear? I wore a Vikings jersey. A purple blouse? I wore a Vikings jersey. All right. Justin. Where are you at on this? Who are the Jets playing again? <laughs> the Bills. Ooh, Jets are getting ten ball. points uh, on the road. What's the weather like? What's the weather like? Is mm, it cloudy with a chance of meatballs? <laughs> nice, nice. Um, cloudy with a chance of tea bag. Very nice. Um, I want. Let's make a lock. Lock it up. Sound effect. Lock. Lock. There you go, lock folks. Locked up. We got the Jets. All three of us degree. Or don't have any degrees. 
And we are in agreement that the Jets will cover. That is a lock. Lock it up. Moving on, we've got a big NFC East showdown. The Philadelphia Eagles heading into Jersey to take on the G-I-A-N-T-S, Giants, Giants, Giants. Giants are a seven-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Mike, you're up first. I'll take the Giants to cover. G-Men are going to cover at home. All right, Justin, what say you? I say I'm going to one-up, Mike. The Giants are going to freaking win. Wow. See, well, I guess you know, showed I was, me. I was thinking about maybe going with the Giants, but now I'm feeling the weight of the responsibility of making this a lock and then knowing how many of those wisecracking listeners are going to run out and put their money down. Do I, do I want to feel responsible for that? Uh, you know, I mean, you just got to you let the chips fall where they may, I guess. I, I don't know that the Giants win, but... I think somehow they they keep it within a touchdown. So that's another lock. Lock it up! That is a three-way lock. Every input is stuffed. Everybody is inside. Let's get over-under on this game. What do we got? 45. Everybody is inside. Balls deep inside. Under. Under. All right. Let's go your 45. Houston Texans. The Battle of Texas. The Texans at the Cowboys. Cowboys are laying a cool 17 points. 17 big ones. Justin, can the Cowboys win by more than 17 points? Are they going to put longer in the first half? Will they need to? (laughs) They mostly only played the fourth quarter last week and they won by 30. Um, I hate to say it, but I'm, I think 17 is too big. Uh, Houston's going to get some greasy points. Collins and Cooks are both not playing, so look for Amari Rogers to break out in a big way, or somebody else, or you know, Benjamin. Who knows? Either that, or or it's going to be like 37 to nothing, so not even close. But let's let's go with Houston. Yeah. I'm I, I'm just trying to be consistent. I'm going to say that's too big of a number. Although it definitely seems like the matchup where that number could be covered, but I'm I'm going to stay true to saying that number's too big. I'll take Houston and hope their defense can uh, keep it relatively close. Mike, where's I, your head at? I never thought I'd hear Justin say that it's too big, that he can accommodate any number. But for me, it's 17 is way too big. I mean, I can't even wrap my mind around 17. That's too big for anybody. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, give me those give me those horrible hands. Give me those horrible Texans to at least cover. Oh my goodness. That's another one. That three straight locks. That is. That's a turkey lock. Maybe we're spending too much time together. We're starting to Warp into one brain. That's what you call three guys all in one input for a lock. Well, if we, if we ball three strikes, that's a turkey in bowling, right, man? So that's a turkey lock. Over under 44. Oh, over, over. Well, Houston's lucky Houston. if they score 
a quarter of those points. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, Dallas so if it's, if it's, 40. If it's 40 to 11, then you should have taken the, you should have laid the points, but. Dallas's defense is garbage too. Diggs either gives up a touchdown or he picks it, so. All right, we'll see. I'm staying away from that. Moving down the slate, the Jacksonville Jaguars hope to keep their slim playoff chances alive as they visit the Tennessee Titans. Titans, who've lost two in a row, are a three-and-a-half point favorite at home. I'm up first. Uh, boy, you know, I was kind of believing in Jacksonville after they beat Baltimore two weeks ago. But then they laid a real egg against Detroit last week and showed me who they really are. Despite Tennessee's struggles, I think they uh, win this one convincingly. I'll take Tennessee and lay the three and a half points. Mike, what are your thoughts? Uh, give me Jacksonville. I think they're going to cover. All right. Well, if you think they're going to cover, then that's a good reason to take them. Justin? <laughs> Uh, I've got a question. Is Tannehill playing or are they going with Willis? Because I thought um, there was talk that Willis was going to start this week. What you talking about, Willis? That's right. Is what Tannehill said. I don't have the latest on that. Mike probably knows. On who? Tannehill? Yeah. What about him? Is he hurt or something? That's exactly what we're asking. No, he's good to go, man. I just checked. Just now, and uh, he is right. he is wearing not he is, on the injury report. He is wearing to go full practice yesterday. But Jacksonville is still going to cover. Jacksonville's terrible. Titans, you got him over under forty one. Yeah, don't want to touch either. If I would have to wager, I'd go under. I think Detroit put up forty on Jacksonville last week. I don't see Tennessee doing that, but uh, yeah. So after almost two years, does Trevor Lawrence look like a generation? Like maybe a a guy like to me. He looks like like a guy you'd like? What did you say? You said he looks like a guy you'd like to meet in a bathhouse, right? Oh. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I'd say at this point. Okay. okay, next up we've got the Baltimore Ravens. Another big divisional matchup taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's another surprise. If you're just looking at the standings, you'd say, what? The 8-4 and four Baltimore Ravens are a two-point underdog against the 5-7 and seven Pittsburgh Steelers. But the Steelers have won two in a row. Baltimore has struggled, although they're still tenuously holding on to the top spot in the AFC North. And, of course... Lamar Jackson is going to be out, replaced by Snoop Huntley. So, what you get is Pittsburgh minus two on this one. Mike, start us off, would you? Give me a Snoop double dizzle and those shifty, shady, thuggin' Ravens to cover against the hapless Steelers. You got him. And just for the record, Lamar is, is currently listed as doubtful, but I think it's uh, pretty much consensus in the football world that he's going to miss at least a week, yep. if not more. He's out already. Just, just in. He's listed as out already. Well, he's doubtful on my screen, but 
I think we agree that he's not going to play this weekend. That, that doubtful meant that uh, he's a quarterback. It's more probable that he's a halfback. So with that being said, um, the Ravens have upgraded and got the best quarterback now in the game that could possibly be put in the game between Pickett and, and, and the best half, second best halfback in the league. Fields might have overtaken um, him as the best halfback in the league. Um, so we'll say that um, 100% we're going with Raven. Best team, best quarterback, best offense. Blowout, here it comes. Best quarterback, best offense in this game. Correct. Right? Okay, just wanted to make sure people didn't misunderstand that. I will uh, I will agree on that point, and I will also take the Ravens. Plus the two points is like a bonus. <laughs> and that's another wise cracking lock. Lock it up! And a, a bonus pick here. This is the lowest over, tied for the lowest over under total on the board. 37. Will they go over under 37? Well, it's like going to be all on Pittsburgh because Baltimore is going to score about 27 to 30. I'm going to go with the under. Uh, that sounds like an over. Mike's going with the under. I'm going to go with the tie on this one. I think it's 20 to 17 Baltimore. Going with the push, I like it. Push on the over/under. You get odds on a push on an over/under? I'm not sure if you can get it, if you can do a three-way on that. You think Mike would know? Mike's oh, an Mike? expert on three ways with dudes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that, but uh, I'm pretty sure you <laughs> no. can pull off a three-way with this one. Dude, you can't say pull off a three-way. Come on, man. Hey, only the best can pull off a fucking three-way, and I believe it can get done this time. Holy Dutch rudder bat, man. Okay, next up, we've got another divisional matchup. This one is uh, not not so not expected to be a close one. The Kansas City Chiefs are making the trip to Denver to take on the Broncos for the first time this year. First meeting between these two divisional foes in week 14. Kansas City is laying eight and a half points. Justin, will the Chiefs cover? Or will that vaunted Denver defense turn this into like a 12-6 final? I don't know about the vaunted Denver defense, but how about let's go with the vaunted Denver offense. I made the big time decision. I finally cut Russell Wilson that I've been hanging on to him until uh, Watson on a couple football team or fantasy teams came to life, I couldn't take it anymore. So I got rid of Wilson. That means you know what? Now he's gonna start playing. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the Broncos to be within the points, but not win for sure. All right. Uh, you know, I was looking at this thinking Kansas City is gonna blow them out, but. I don't know. There's been so many close games this year where you expect them not to be close. And, you know, Denver, although they stink, I don't think they've really been blown all of the year. But I don't know. I'm going to stick with uh, my initial gut thought, and I will actually lay the eight and a half points. I think Kansas City's due for a blowout. Mike? 
Well, I certainly hope that Wilson has a great game because I'm playing against Paul in the fantasy football playoffs. And I happen to have Mr. Wilson, so I hope it's a shootout. A big time shootout. Just a Not likely. Just the two teams spray painting each other in the face all the game long. But I do believe that KC will cover this time. How long they let you in the playoffs in that league? My God. <laughs> it's a very backdoor entry. If you know what I mean. No better way. There's no better way. Everything fell into place and the, the back door just swung open. And hey, there was Mike. Yep. I think I started the year like 0-5. And, and somehow I squeaked into the playoffs. Yeah. It's a real second half comeback redemption story. Too bad it'll get extinguished in round one of the playoffs. I doubt that. And you knew, you and I can put some money on that on the side if you'd like. Over, under, one, and done? For Paul, yeah. Paul's never won a fantasy football <laughs> championship. He's not going to fucking win this year. I'm kind. I'm like the Minnesota Vikings of fantasy football. Yes, he is. I'll, always, always getting the, the faithful excited and then... Uh, a letdown come playoff time. Let's go ahead yeah, and put ten bucks on it, Paul. And I played with you guys. I won the league and had the best team in the second year. Paul I don't remember that. The playoffs. Jeez. I remember you crying every week after you lost, and then typing in all caps in our <laughs> fantasy football thread. Just ten. That's what I remember. I type in all caps all the time because <laughs> what I say is important. And then you quit the league because you were so fucking butthurt. Will you make a return to the Player Haters Fantasy Football League for 23, Justin? No, I've already dominated that league. I got bigger fish to fry. Sure. Sure you do. Uh, Speaking of bigger fish, we got Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading cross country to the Bay Area to take on the Garoppolo-less San Francisco 49ers. The Niners, led by rookie quarterback now, Brock Purdy, are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'm up first on this one. Uh, you know, this is a to, – to borrow a line from Mike, I hate this game. I don't want to pick this game. Tampa Bay stinks. San Francisco's, in my opinion, not as good as everybody seems to be giving them credit for nowadays. Uh – but I think Tampa Bay is going to stink more than San Francisco is going to not be as good as everybody's giving them credit for. So I will lay the points. I think it's. Uh, I think this one's about a about a seventeen thirteen final, and therefore I would say take the under even at the low low number of thirty seven. Mike. Uh, give what are me, your thoughts on this one? Give me those Buccaneers. I think the cream is going to rise to the top. Tom Brady, being the goat that he is, knows that the playoffs are on the line. And he's not getting any younger. Despite all the chemicals he's taking in plastic surgery, he is still getting older. So I think he's going to get out there and he's going to fucking win one for the Gipper. Tampa is going to win this game and most certainly uh, cover those points. All right. Justin, agree, disagree? 
Well, I got to do a little bit of a rewind here because, you know, um, I don't want to be, be putting up an irrelevant point, but that was one hell of a pretty transition there, um, Paul. Oh, nice. Well, see, I even got, he was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft too, so I got that in there too. Just so you know. Um, so what is actual, what is the actual spread on this piece of crap? Three and a half points. Going once. Three and a half points. Going for, twice. For who? The home Niners. Taking Tampa. Yes. All right, you got him. Because it ain't going to be Purdy, the final result. Ain't going to be Purdy. We'll see. We shall see if the young kid is intimidated by the old goat. Intimidated? Hell. Why okay. Lunch. Traveling north up the Pacific coast to the lovely state of Washington, where the, the, the proverbial 12th man in the crowd will be cheering on their mighty Seahawks as they try to defeat the visiting Carolina Panthers by more than four points. Mike, will the Seahawks cover a four-point line against the Panthers? You know what? I think so. I think Geno Smith and his Chicken Hawks will certainly take out PJ uh, XFL Walker and the hapless Carolina Panthers. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's not even going to be close. I, I'd say Seahawks by ten, easy. Well, Mike, Just that, 10? Mike, that's where you're wrong because it's it's not Walker in. It's Sam Dozem Dirty Darnold. Is going to be the quarterback. Doesn't matter. Might as well be Sam Walker. They can okay. each take a half. They're gonna, they're gonna fucking lose. <laughs> but 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 the question mark is is are they actually going to pull somebody in Seattle out of the stands to have them play running back because of the twelfth man? Because they ain't got no running backs healthy. So it's all on Geno Smith's arm. And when he's only got to throw the ball and everybody knows it, that means no good. So. I'm taking Carolina. What is there no DJ Dallas? Homer and Dallas both be hurting. And Walker oh, probably man. isn't playing. That is uh bad news. Well they gotta be able to pick up somebody off the street. DJ Dallas is is questionable with an ankle. Did not practice either of the first two days. Uh uh, well, all right. That is a, uh, so you're taking Carolina plus the four points, Justin? Correct. All right. Well, I'm going to take Seattle minus the four. As Mike said, Geno Smith's going to light up the Panthers. As, uh, as I light up Mike on the fantasy board. I keep dreaming, dude. Keep dreaming. I'm willing to put ten bucks on it. You want to go? Uh, I'm drinking well, I'm this podcast ends soon. I was just planning to collect, you know, the winnings at the end. But come need on, more incentive. We'll we'll think about it. Oh, you got to think about ten bucks there, fucking Scrooge yeah, McDuck. Huge, come yeah, on, I don't know, dude. Come hey, he's on, got a mortgage go. to pay. He's no, living in his dad's he knows that he's fucked and that I'm gonna beat him, and he doesn't want to lay insult to injury by paying me ten bucks on top of it. 
He fucking knows wow. it. Wow. Man, he knows me so well. Sounds like he put you in a box. Yeah. Now he knows. It's better than being put in a corner. Or a glass case of emotion. I'll keep you in that corner. You sit in the corner. Be a good dog and go lay down on your rug and get fucking beat by me on Sunday. Me and the Culbert Cowboy. Why don't, why don't we put $10 on our Week 14 football Why don't picks? we put $10 on the fancy football matchup? Why don't we do both? Why don't we just put $10 like on the fancy... like 20 bucks. Okay, so you want to do total amount of wins? I can control my football picks. I can't control what these players go and do on Sunday. You might get lucky. I don't know. I might get lucky. I think you're going to need it going 4-10 and 10 the last two weeks. Let's just do $10 <laughs> on each. <laughs> okay. Okay. You heard it here. Hey, Sunday Night Football. Mike, are you, are you ready? ready? Football? Are you ready for a little ditty? Da-na-na-na-na-na-na. Are you ready for some Sunday night football? All you losers sitting at home by yourselves. Your wives are done cooking dinner and are laying in bed and watching Hallmark Christmas movies. So you got the couch to yourself and pull your pants on down and beat your little prick to my mini skirt and fantasy uh, fucking Sunday night football, whatever. You sound exactly like that chick, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the listeners will be picturing Mike in a little miniskirt on Sunday night. <laughs> Lovely. And while they're picturing that, if they can get their attention off that mental image for a minute, they can uh, possibly see a good football game, the Miami Dolphins, at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are a three and a half point underdog at home fighting for their uh, potential playoff lives with a record of six and six. Dolphins trying to keep themselves in the middle of the uh, wild card hunt, if not the AFC East division hunt at eight and four. Justin, what's your read on this one? Well, my read, it seems like that um, basically the Chargers win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. I think they lost last week, so are they supposed to win? Uh, let's see. How did how did that uh, how did that trend go again? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Waddle's not playing also this week, so he's out. So uh, any fantasy football owners, if you're doing DraftKings or whatever, look out for Trent Sherfield. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just take. Uh, well, I'm going to take take the San Diego Superchargers because I love the song. The Chargers history this year has been win one, lose two, win three, lose one, win one, lose two, win one, lose one. I think they're due to mix it up and uh, go with two losses. And the question is, will the Dolphins cover? The Chargers have been in a lot of close games. They seem to really play to the level of their opponents, up or down, and then uh, end up winning or losing by, uh, you know, less than a score. Uh, in this case, I think I think that perhaps this stays within a field goal, so I don't expect the Chargers to win, but I'll take the three and a half points 
Mike? Give me the fish. Give me those fucking dolphins. They're going to cover. I like them this year. I like them. I like them a lot. Dolphins. That means a big losing trend for them. Dolphins. All right, you got them, buddy. Are you guys ready for Monday night football? Let's do it. Monday night football. Dun it. Dun it. Dun it. The New England Patriots are traveling to Arizona to take on the disappointing Cardinals. Patriots uh, trying to bounce back from, I think, a couple losses in a row that have really put them on the outside looking in at the playoff picture. They're at 6-6. Six and six. The Cardinals are on the outside of uh, respectability looking in at uh, mediocrity. They're currently 4-8. and eight. And the Patriots are a two-point favorite on the road. Uh, as Mike would say, I hate this game. Uh, both these teams suck. This is garbage. Why do we have to pick be, one? I don't even want to be picking this. Which, you know, I'm, I'm making fun of Mike, but I'm actually being honest about this. Uh... I think you just got to go with the Patriots, play the odds. They're more likely to win this game by three or more points than Arizona is to cover, even with the two points. Mike? Um, I'm going to request a minute here. I think I'm going to have my kid pick this game for me. Oh, All right, well, good after danger. We'll skip you and go to Justin. Well, my take on this one is that uh, Kingsbury's fighting for his life. Justin wants what? Well, I'll let him go quick. Go for it, Mike. Huh? Uh, hi, Emma. Hi, Political Paul. Hi, Justin. Hello there. New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals are two-point underdog. Pick it. What was the first one? New England Patriots. And the second one Arizona was the Cardinals. Redbirds? Yes, go, go the Redbirds versus the Red Hats. The Red Tri-Corner Hats. Red Hats. New England. He said red hats. They wear red tricorner hats. Mm. Hello. New Mike, England. Have you ever seen the Patriots? New England. All right, Mike's got New England. Justin. Bye. That's the best pick made. Mike's made all year. <laughs> I didn't even hear you thank her, Mike. Oh, I thanked her. I just turned the mic off. So does that mean you're making it a lock, Justin? I think I'm not going to. Um, Kingsbury's uh, job is on the line, even though he got a contract extension. Who knows why at the beginning of the year. The the Pillsbury Dole boy or the Michelin kid playing quarterback for Arizona really sucks. He's finally come, proven that what I thought when he was coming out of college. He had himself a nice two-and-a-half-year run where everybody figured him out and a little chunkster gets hurt all the time 
But with that Who being said, Murray. Oh, Kyler Murray, yes. He's like the little. He looks like a little Michelin baby. You know, put him in some tires, <laughs> except shave him. You know, either that <laughs> on a Michelin commercial or something like that. I mean, little puffy kid. You know, Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, Sounds him. like something Nelson would say. <laughs> but like Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Ah, look at the guy. Uh, he looks like that little tire guy. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I am. I have taken it's Arizona to have everything that they need to fight for. Belichick isn't the same without Brady because, you know what, he coaches defense and he doesn't know how to do offense, and Brady covered that covered up a lot of sins there with no receivers for years. So it's uh, Kingsbury is going to eke one out here. So they're the underdog, so that's all I need to say. All right, you got him. So recapping, we've got uh, four wisecracking locks, I believe, this week. The Jets. Plus ten at Buffalo, the Giants plus seven and a half hosting the Eagles, the Texans plus seventeen at Dallas, and finally the Ravens plus two at Pittsburgh. Those are your wise cracking locks for Week fourteen. Okay. Yeah, Paul, go ahead and put uh, ten bucks for me on that uh, on that four game parlay. All right, I'll uh, look into that fourth right. All right, you guys have anything else? Are you still gonna you still gonna have the ten dollars to pay me for the other bets? You're gonna lose that. You're gonna lose the fantasy football too. So, I just want to make sure you're not spending your your ten dollars before you win it. Right. No, I, I'm pretty so, confident, Paul. So let me clarify. That's a total of twenty dollars bets. Two ten dollar bets. Correct. Yep. All right. Uh huh. Easy. I think it's going to be a wash between you two. Money. It's kind of like a double or nothing kind of scenario. Yeah, because he's not that confident about his fancy football team, so he had to throw something else in there. Yeah. That's fine. I'll like take all of it. I'd rather lose twice. <laughs> this sounds like Mike's sexual experiences. With your mother? <laughs> yeah, twice. And then that was it. What? $10 a piece? Yeah, it was ten dollars a piece twice. <laughs> Taking them both at the same time, you know, Correct. all this other stuff. Yeah. Correct. Good stuff. All right, guys. I think we got a show. I think we gotta go ahead and wrap it up. So on behalf of Paul and Just Ten, good luck, betters. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll get back to you next week. Say goodbye, boys. Bye. Bye.